Chloe May's got to this one. Our boyfriend with butter nut. What a nuisance. I'm a prince and feed away. What a nuisance goes to Coro Curry May. Coro Curry May and what a nuisance. What a nuisance wins the fastest Melbourne Cup. And knows the Coro Curry May. The reason I played that, Lloyd Williams is about to join us. One of Lloyd's winners, of course, for John Maher and Pat Highland back in 85. And that was Bruce McAvaney's first call of the Melbourne Cup. And we know Bruce is a regular listener to this program in South Australia. He was on with us a couple of weeks ago. But it's always a pleasure to have Lloyd Williams on the program. You know, we think of his Cup winners, Just a Dash 81. We just heard What a Nuisance 85, Efficient 2007 for recent comeback jockey Michael Rod, Green Moon 2012, Al Mandon, remarkable story with him with that injury, a tendon, um, rekindling 2017 and, of course, 2020, Twilight Payment. Lloyd Williams, good morning, Lloyd. Good morning, Steve. How are you? Good. I'm keen to ask, out of all those, which one gave you the most thrill or satisfaction? I think what a nuisance because he, he broke down in 1984 in the Sydney Cup and he was rehabilitated and he spent his life down at Pat Highland's farm uh, until he ran in the Melbourne Cup. Actually, Des Gleeson, the, the steward, the well-known Victorian steward, tells a great story. He went to Mars Stable on the morning of the race or the day before the race to check the horse found it wasn't there and had to go to Pat Highland's farm to see it. Um, so, but he spent his life down at Patrick's farm. But uh, it was a great ride of Patrick uh, Highland's in that race. You know, it's, um, you know, usually winners of the Melbourne Cup are great rides. You, no, nothing better than Bossy's rides on the, the great mare, Macamidiva, were they? But, um, but Pat certainly, he waited for them to open up that day and he got the split through. And uh, there we are, just by a bob of the head. We beat Dave O'Sullivan, who was actually staying with John Ma, the, the great New Zealand trainer, yeah. with Corio Carey May. But it's a long while ago, isn't it? It's 40 it years ago. Yeah. Um, but, um, uh, you know, it's a, uh, exciting to th think back at it when you. I just heard you playing the replay. It sends goosebumps down the... Uh, but uh, it was a day that uh, I'd had a pretty decent wager on it, actually, so... Uh, it was a significant day. What price was he? And Kerry Packer open up as well? Um, no, Kerry didn't think he could win. Kerry was very opinionated about some of my horses. Um, he, same with Motor Drive in 87, as you well know the story. He backed the second horse and I owned the winner with me. Um, but um, uh, he was about 16s into about 10s, I think, from memory. Who um, was helping Kerry at the time do all his form? Oh, Johnny Rogan, I think, was the uh, Pancho. Was the was the man at the moment at that stage. Johnny Rogan used to be a bookie. You might remember. Well, no, Steve is too far back for you, but um, he was a bookie. Then he used to uh, Pancho used to do the form and find tips and things. He was a great man. He used to love his golf on the Gold Coast. He had a nice apartment on the Gold Coast. Um, he used to love uh, being up there playing golf. Um, so that's. That's all history. That's a long while ago. Yeah, you talk about Bruce McAvaney's call. Bill Collins did a great job of it as well that, that year. Who, who was that? Bill Collins. Yeah. Yeah, Bill Collins. What, wonderful caller, wasn't he? Oh, exciting. He was first in the media, Bill Collins. He was, was a song and dance man as well. Yes, he was. But some of his yeah. calls, which we spoke about with Bruce McAvaney not that long ago, you know, of Bone Crusher, Our Waverly Star, at Talak, all those races, they would get you excited. Yeah. Amazing man, Bruce, isn't he? He's oh, yes. extraordinary. Yep. I had a text with him just before the Cox Plate. And uh, uh, extraordinary. His memory and his presentation is un unbelievable. 
he came to a, I went to a benefit for Dean Lister, who died earlier in the year, and uh, Bruce did a presentation there, and it was just unbelievable, unbelievable. But uh, I, I'm an unabashed admirer of anything Bruce does. He's oh, I know. capable of doing anything. I said to him, I said, my head spins just trying to follow races, let alone other sports, um, you know, and call them brilliantly and... He could do anything. Like I, I said even to someone the other day, if Matthew Hill at the last minute something happened to him, Bruce could go up and just call the cup and nail it, you know? Like, he would. He would. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Bruce could do anything. He could also do current affairs, I think. I reckon so, he could too. Uh, I think he's a very versatile media person, but a wonderful man with it. Yeah. His dad was a an accountant, man. so that's probably where he gets all these stats and all he <laughs> locks them all away in his head. Um yeah. <laughs> Just back to, you talked about what a nuisance and he had injury problems, but Al Mandel, of course, had a tendon problem. He came back after that. Yeah, he we... did. Yeah, he broke down. We brought him out from Germany. He was a bit decent horse. He was actually in the same era as protectionist that actually won the Melbourne Cup in 2014. Uh, but he was running, racing against protectionist in Germany. Uh, but as soon as we got him out to Masson, he did a tendon at Masson. Uh, so we rehabilitated him and got him back to the track and, uh, you know, it was a, his life at Macedon, probably the rehabilitation up there, which is perfect for that sort of thing, um, got him over the line. We were we were keen on uh, Elamandon and that. I don't know if I was talking to you before that. Period. Yeah, you were. Yep. Uh, I was quite keen on him, if you might remember, but um, um, he was uh, he, he was a good horse and uh, came back and won a tanker later on at Group 1 level. Um, so, you know... He was one of those favourite horses at adversity. Um, you know, I had a great old horse back uh, a decade before that called Gaelic, and he won the Sydney Cup and the Adelaide Cup and the Mooney Valley Cup and the Bendigo Cup in the one year. But he did two tendons and broke the pelvis and came back and did all those things. So yeah. uh, he's still got a place at my... He's at, down at my farm in the Peninsula, and he's one of the few horses... But I keep down there, but he was a, he was a great old warrior. Mm. Yeah, we're going to talk to Lee Everson shortly, and he's going to tell us about the horses in this race that have got tendon, had tendon problems. Ash Run, uh, Right You Are, and Vow and Declare's a remarkable story. Yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a re- rehabilitation for horses. It's a, uh, you don't get a lot of them back, but some of them do a, a wonderful job, but they do get them back. It's not easy, especially tendons. Uh, I don't, not too many come back. Did oh, you watch the Breeders' Cup? I did. Yesterday? I was just about to ask you, that horse, August Roden, he he's a, looks like a legitimate star. I think he's won five group ones, well, but Ryan Moore's ride was a pearler. Well, he got into terrible trouble in the first 800 metres and only Ryan Moore could do it and found the rail. Extraordinary. Jeez. Well, he's been a decent horse, that horse, hasn't he? Two derbies, the championship stakes and the Breeders now, um, but... Uh, He's a he's a little chap. He's not a very big horse. He's only 450 kilos. Uh, but gee whiz, he's got a motor. Oh, he has. And of course, what a loss to the breeding industry. Deep impact. Yeah. This horse, uh, you know, small stallions, though, he'll probably do very well, I'd imagine, as a stallion. I think Coolmore are very fortunate there. But Ryan Moore's at the peak of his powers at the moment. Uh, he's a first-class person and uh, he's a great rider. Well, I want to ask you about Gold Trip because we all know he's flying. His Cox Plate run, you know, he's like similar to last year where he didn't have a lot of room but was very pleasing and he's, he's really flying. But how do you feel with him with the weight everyone's talking about and the strength oh, of the race this year? I, I, I'm not the least bit concerned about the weight. You know, I, 
I'm a subscriber to this race that 55 to 58 and a half are the winners, I think. Uh, I think the rates are very compressed. Um, I think Gold Trip's got a great chance in the race. Jay Mack is riding him. He's uh, You couldn't see anyone any riding any better. Probably Ryan Moore. You know, Ryan Moore and uh, James would be riding as well as anyone in the world, I would have thought, at the moment. Um, but I think Gold Trip's got a great chance. You know, I, I like uh, uh, Anthony Friedman's horse uh, as well up the top there. Um, without a fight? Without a fight, yeah. I, you know, I love Anthony Friedman as a trainer. He's with his son now, but Anthony's a first-class trainer. Um, so, and I've, obviously I like Vorban. Yeah. Vorban doesn't come in with this sort of credentials. He's, um, you know, that was a handicap race. He won up at Ascot. Um, one to uh, zero to 105. He won easily enough. Um, seven lengths. Uh, I had a horse in that race, so I know the race reasonably well. Um, but um, he went on and, you know, won a moderate race in Ireland. Uh, it's a group race, but he qualified him. But, you know, he's trained by an outstanding trainer. He's going to be ridden by, you know, arguably, uh, arguably the best jockey in the world. So, uh, and I actually, I've seen him a couple of times down at Werribee. I've been down to Werribee to quarantine to have a look at the horses. And he looks magnificent down there. David Casey does a super job with Willie's horses that travel. Uh, he, um, so I think he'll be very hard to beat. But uh, if you're asking me for my picks, I'm I'm very keen on those three horses up the top of the weights. I like Gold Trip and What a Fight. And uh, um, uh, without a fight, I should say, uh, and Vorban. Yeah. They're the three I like. The yeah, moment. and you know, Vauban, of course, all the breeding, he's by Galloway, but Galloway is a son of a horse you know so well in Galileo. Yeah, he is. Yeah, but he was an average horse. Uh, the, the, um, the sire, Andre Farb, droned him. Uh, very strong on the female side, that uh, that stallion, but he was a very average Galileo. Um, nothing very good about him. The Ferraz owned him over there in France. Uh, I think they were probably pretty pleased to sell him and get him to stud. He, uh, he principally found jumpers as a stallion. Uh, but, you know, Galileo's a, a startly bred, but he's startly bred on the female side as well as uh, this horse. So uh, I don't think, as you can see with him winning that handicap race at Ascot, uh, that the distance is not going to worry him whatsoever. So uh, yeah. he'll be... And he's a very solid-looking horse, about 500 kilos and uh, not extra tall, but absolutely as strong... As uh, I said to someone the other day, he looks like an American gridiron player to me. He goes through a brick wall, uh, so uh, oh, he'll be he'll be thereabouts. Um, the other two horses have probably got the quality, haven't they? Uh, you know, Caulfield Cup winner. He's a Teofilo. Uh, they're high class horses. Another horse by Galileo, interestingly enough. But, um, uh, and Gold Trip. They're, they're, they're up the top, so um, they're they're the horses that I like in the race. I think there's a lot of other horses in this race that Karen Mars got five of them, I think. But you know, they're all down in the weights. I can see them running home and running second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. Uh, but. Uh, that's where I think those lightweight horses will run myself. Just with Vauban, of course, uh, well, he's came close with Max Dynamite on a couple of occasions, but he does rate this yeah. horse superior. Yeah, well, you know, don't blame him for that, for rating it superior. But, uh, 
He's a he's the right sort of horse. Fifty five kilos. So winner's weight, nice nice weight to to win with. Uh, but um, you know, I think I think the other two will give him a run for his money. Um, myself and all those lightweight horses uh, that we've got in the race will probably fill the placing somewhere or another. Some some of them run home and runs run some sort of race. Those horses that Karen Mars been conditioning, I'd, I'd imagine they'd run home and around the running, but I can't see them being in the number one storm or so. Mm. Isn't it an interesting but, story, Lloyd, with the Chrisfords they bring out without a fight? And he was in racing yeah. in tremendous form, and of course we didn't see the best of him as a soft track last year, but then yep. you wouldn't believe it, they bring out West Wind Blows and this horse beats West Wind Blows last start, so yeah. it must have been a weird feeling for the Simon Ned Chrisford. Yeah, isn't it interesting, two tier fellows uh, quite now at the race. You know, there's the influence of Galileo. Um, so they were both by Tia Philip, and uh, uh, he's a, he's already won a Melbourne Cup at Tia Philip. Um, so um, you, uh, you he's a, it tells you that uh, stream influence isn't it Galileo uh, there because you know you're talking about Vauban and you're talking about uh, the source of Anthony Friedman's and you're talking about the runner-up in the in the Caulfield Cup, and uh, he, I understand he goes on to the uh, 2,000 metre race on final day, the championship. So, so yes. he'll be hard to beat there, I, I would imagine. Yeah. Um, he was a bit stiff actually, because in, in that race you have you, but watched it a few times. He didn't jump perfectly in that race. So, uh, Jamie Spencer did a good job to get him balanced up and put him where he was after he, he missed the missed the kick a bit. And they just wanted to roll in under a bit of pressure, some of those horses, didn't they? Yeah, of... they do. Yeah, they do. But uh, it was a great run, wasn't it? Yeah. And certainly the winner was a great run yeah. as well. You know, Are you so, surprised yeah. they didn't nominate that horse for the Cup, West Wind Bows? Well, uh, I am a bit surprised, but they, they talk about the fact that uh, you can't have more than two runs going into mm. the Melbourne Cup. Mm. Was a, that was the problem. So that means that he ran in the Turnbull as you aware and then the Caulfield Cup that barred him from being in the Melbourne Cup so uh, that's an interesting situation if you know they're concerned about uh, horses coming from overseas and having more than two runs into the Melbourne Cup so that's the reason why he wasn't nominated so uh, that's a provision of entry for Melbourne Cup. Mm. Lloyd, so, I just want to ask you about a couple of horses that you know so well, of course. You mentioned Galileo. Kita Sushi is big odds. Uh, of course, Joseph and yourself teamed up with, with Twilight Payment. Uh, what did you make of his course? Fellow, I just want to remind you of. Be your pardon? Twilight Payment. Yeah, of course. There you go. Yeah. yeah. So, Akita Sushi, what did you make of his Caulfield Cup effort? Oh, just fair, I thought. Just fair. Um, he looks all right down at the Werribee, but... Um, I couldn't imagine it myself. Um, Joseph's been at the Breeders' Cup, um, but um, I'd be surprised. Um, he um, he's an Ascot winner this year. Um, you know, average mile and a half handicap. Um, but um, no, I, you know, I, I can't put him in uh, in my thoughts. Uh, Joseph's not coming out for the race, of course. No, he's not coming. No, no, he's not coming. Yeah. Uh, He's just, he um, just did Joseph himself. I mean, it's remarkable, isn't it, what he's done in Australia already? Two cup winners, Cox Plate with a state of rest. He was a champion rider, then Wake caught up with him now. He's just a chip off the old block, isn't he? A brilliant young man. Extraordinary, extraordinary. His father's amazing, isn't he? Mm. he you know, he's a, 
what he, you know, the Breeders' Cup. He's, uh, he's, I, I read, I think he's won three thousand, three million, three hundred and something in prize money there over the weekend. Um, extraordinary, his father and Joseph, of course. You know, as you describe, Cox Plate and two Melbourne Cups, and he's thirty years of age. Uh, but uh, it's a very dedicated family. Two girls, two boys, and Maria's. Um, Aiden's wife was a very competent trainer in her own right. So, uh, but you know, Aiden's attention to detail and his commitment to training racehorses is amazing, absolutely amazing. Don't don't know if I've ever seen anyone in business with such a commitment to what he does as Aiden. Mm. Serpentine Lloyd's going to carry your colours. He's big odds. We yeah. all remember that Epsom Derby win, which he won in 2020. Yeah. Last year he yeah. raced in the Cup. What he's going you... okay. I yeah. think he's going okay. I had a look at him gallop at Mooney Valley on Friday with Gay. Um, he's very fit. Um, whether he's good enough, I think we'll have to look up and ask the Almighty whether he's good enough. But he's, you know, he'll run as well as he can possibly run on uh, tomorrow. Um, but you know, Gay couldn't have him any fitter. Ran a reasonable race in the butt Cummings, not a bad guy. Ran, you know, comes down a bit in weight. He had 58 in the butt Cummings, that probably helps him. He's one of those horses down in the weights that you'd expect to run some sort of race. Um, will, will he roll or take a sit here, Lloyd? Do you think? Oh, I think that Jai will just have to see from barrier one what happens to him. You know, it's a uh, whether he. You know, he's a go-forward horse, but, you know, whether he leads is another story. You know, there'd be a lot of horses showing a bit of turn of foot down the straight the first time. Um, but we'll see how he goes. But, you know, he'll be in the first half a dozen anyway. Uh, that's the way he races. Um, but uh, whether he, whether he'll actually be in front, I'm not sure. But uh, he'll, run, he'll run well. You know, he, he's very fit. Uh, and uh, one thing Gay does do, she gets them very fit. Uh, and you know, there's no improvement in him whatsoever. The horse I looked at on Friday, but, um, so there we are. She's yeah. improved him on my my efforts at um, Macedon with him this time last year. Yeah, of course. Chris Waller's got the operation at Macedon now. Horses there? Yeah, he has. Yeah, it's good to see him up there with his horses. Um, so um, you know, it's it's probably suits him uh, to send some of his staying horses up there and and bring them back to Flemington to gallop them. Um, so, you know, that's a, that's a probably a good opportunity for him, I think, up there. So uh, um, he's a first-class citizen, Chris Waller, isn't he? He's done a wonderful job with uh, his training over 2006 or five, whenever he started, and uh, he... Uh, Conducts himself perfectly in the industry, doesn't he? And yep. And another fellow that prepared. does is Chris Lees, who's got Cleveland, of course, in, in the race. What do you think of him, Wonderful Cleveland? Fe- really great bloke. He is, isn't he? He is a first-class citizen. Uh, it's a joy to have a horse with him. Um, and great racing family, as you know. His father, Max, had probably the best two-year-old I think I've seen, Luskin Star. Um, might, might have been... Um, no, well, perhaps he, he and Thane are the two best three-year-olds I've seen. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, Chris does a terrific job. Yeah, so what did you decide to give this horse to, to Chris, Cleveland? Uh, well, that was Nick Williams decided that because he's known Chris for a long while. So I hadn't met Chris at that stage. So I'd met Max, but uh, Max was more my vintage. But uh, Nick knew him quite well. So that's 
we were happy to have him trained up at Newcastle and Chris has got a property away from the track as well so that rather suited Cleveland after he ran in the Sydney Cup um, he had a setback in the Sydney Cup and we sent him up to Chris so we sent a few horses up to Chris over the last Six or twelve months. Yeah. So we could continue to send a few horses to Chris. Yeah. Perfect. Good man. He it was is. Great to see him win on Saturday, wasn't it? With it Carla was. Port. Yeah, it was interesting yeah. before the race because I interviewed him and he said about Carla Port. He said, Oh, Steve, we're probably, unless the horse runs really impressively, we won't be going to the Melbourne Cup. And I said, Chris, you're going to have a lot of pressure on you from over. So there you go. <laughs> um, paid up. And he got the job done, didn't he? After leading there, he stuck on. No, no. It was, it's interesting to see him leading, actually, because, you know, it's not one of Ollie's normal things. He does, but. You know, he, he rated him perfectly in front. He he settled well and uh, he did the job well. And he, you know, he's had he had good form up in your country, didn't he, during the winter? He did. You know, he was yeah. Very consistent. Very consistent he all did. the time. Yeah, really progressive uh, horse. And Mal Eggleston yeah. does a good job for Chris in yeah. Queensland. Yeah. Mm. No, it's uh, he was positive positive up there. But there's a lot of these lightweight horses uh, that run, you know, some sort of race. I would have thought, but. Um, uh, I just wonder whether they can beat these horses up the top of the boats. Yeah, because they've all you got know, turns of foot, those horses you mentioned, haven't they, Lloyd? Like the Avo Bands without a fight, gold trips, you know? Yeah, uh, no. Uh, no, but you, you've got three great jockeys there, Ryan Moore, Mark Zara and James McDonald. Uh, that has to be 20 or 30% of the situation, doesn't it, with having the best jockeys, so... Um, so they've, they've got to be somewhere around the money, I would have thought. Um, but, you know, it, it, always in this race, you see some of these horses with the lightweights running home and running second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. You know, it's, uh, every year it happens, you know, and you can see some of those horses of Karen Maas doing that. He's, you know, he's trained them perfectly for the race. Uh, the outside of Gold Trip, I can't see these other horses uh, have got the quality to win the race. I'm sure they'll all run well because he prepares his horses well. Uh, certainly prepares all those staying horses perfectly, I would have thought. Just with um, Cleveland, what do you suspect here then with him uh, drawing it, obviously a wide gate with no weight for, yeah. for Michael? Oh, you, he'll go forward from the wide gate and, uh, you know, he's uh, um, someone be around the money. There, I would think Cleveland, you know, his form's not too bad. Um, his form's not good enough to win the Melbourne Cup, I don't think, but... Um, but his form's okay. Um, you know, you, you've got to just, you know, when, you, when you're an owner, you just hope with those sort of horses. Uh, if something happens, that, you know, a miracle happens. And from time to time, you get a 33 to 1 chance winning. But it doesn't happen that often, does it? No, it doesn't. Just with the Cleveland, I did some replays this morning. I watched one of his races in Chester over 3,700 metres. And the horse yeah. he beat there with uh, Coltrane's come out and won five cents. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Actually, it was a good ride of Ryan's, wasn't it? It was. Put to yeah. sleep, yeah. Yeah. Um, but um, actually, I had a, a WhatsApp from Ryan as soon as he won the other day. He's been following him quite closely, um, Ryan, that particular horse. But, um, yeah, no, I, I, I wouldn't have thought that um, uh, he'd be in the winner's circle, but he should be around the money, you know, because he, he stays well. You could see at Chester, you know, that's... He goes to two miles plus with no trouble. Um, he probably doesn't mind the jar out of the track, and that's probably Mooney Valley suited him the other night. Uh, and it was a very good ride when uh, with Joe Mack on the Mooney Valley Cup on him. It was a peach of a ride. Um, 
but you know he, he he's around the money. Chris has done a great job with him. Um, both of my horses are, are very well conditioned for the race. It's just like those horses of Karen Mars. They're all well conditioned for the race as well. Um, so you know there there we are. But you know I'm very hard to persuade me away from the top three that I talked about. Yeah, interesting. When I interviewed Willie Mullins last week, um, we talked. He said oh, once I watched Dermot win the cup with vintage crop, I made up my mind then that I want to try and win that race as well. And, um, you know, of course, vintage crop, a jumper, this horse, Vauban, he's run into that champion jumper that Willie's got up there called state man a couple of times, Lloyd. Yeah. 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 He, he's had a good preparation though for this race talking about jumping, hasn't he? He's, he's had a season of jumping, you know, it's a, uh, that horse that's changed his name to Fallon, something Fallon. Yeah, it was Strip Rider. Strip Rider. He, he had a, you know, he was a horse at Coolmore and they sold him after the Belly X uh, at, um, as a three-year-old and sold, sold, sold him then and he went straight to jumping as a three-year-old. Uh, so he's had a similar career to, uh, he ran all right at Geelong actually in the Geelong Cup. Yeah, um, and he actually ran second to Hamish, uh, William Haggis's horse, who's gone on with the job since. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, no, he, you know, you could see him running on and running well. It's interesting. He's by Churchill, and you know, Churchill himself was, you know, a mile horse at best. He was a heavy, heavy Galileo Churchill, but he seems to be getting stayers, uh, which is surprising. He was a, he was a heavy, very un, unusual uh, Galileo. You know, he's five hundred and thirty kilos and um, more of a. A sprinting type Galileo, mile, mile and a quarter. He could go. He couldn't really stay beyond that. But he's uh, progeny. Uh, you know, the yeah, we were hoping to see good... first immortal by that sire in the cup, but he didn't make it. No, no. But they had the very good horse by the Argo. Had Fadini uh, was by Churchill. Uh, he retired in this year. But uh, he he's been getting a few horses that stay. But you know, it's interesting. Script writers had a. Um, what is he now? Most felons or something he's called, isn't he? From the yeah, more felons. Yeah, I had trouble yeah. finding his replay because I'm looking for more felons, and then I realised that I had to look up scriptwriter to find the replay. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he had four runs for um, for Belly Door before they sold him. Yeah, um, but um, they've done all right with him. With, with a, you know, he's had a Willie Mullins preparation over over the hurdles. Yeah, he's had those two runs at York in between on the flat, and then came out here and ran well in the. What's the name? And I would think Chris is probably, um, I don't know this, but I think Chris probably might have had him up at Massillon since he's oh, had him. Okay. I'm, not sure. not, I'm not sure of that. I'm just guessing saying that. But uh, um, but anyway, he obviously stays all right. You could see him running home in those green colours yeah. at, uh, at Geelong. Lloyd, one horse I want to ask you about, because I like him a bit. Now, I can't seem to get a lot of people with me, but um, he's going to go in everything with me. Is Willie Mullins stable, mate, that no one seems to talk about? But his e-ball win was outstanding. Um, he was terrific behind Vauban when he over-raced. I know he's beaten a long way at Royal Ascot. Do you give Absurd any chance? No, I don't personally. Uh, he looks well, I can tell you that. He looks terrific. Um, but... Uh, no, he's not one of my favourites. Um, I don't particularly like the E-ball. Um, <coughs> strip rider ran in the E-ball. He did, um, yeah. He finished eighth. Um, but um, no, I'm not. I'm not. Not. Not absolutely mad about that form. Um, I'd be surprised if he could beat his stable mate. Be very surprised. Um, he's by fast net rock. <laughs> Yeah. Sprinter. Uh, 
But it doesn't it doesn't say that uh, I can't win because he's by far net rock. But you know these things, uh, you know it's uh, they prove you wrong from time to time. But I'd be very surprised if he won. Uh, I might but, have to demote you know, him down my list then. <laughs> well, you know, it's just, that's, my, that's my view, but uh, but there's no, certainly superbly conditioned for the race. Superbly conditioned yeah. for the race. So just Good. to reiterate to our listeners, because they all like to get your thoughts, the horses that you think are serious, going well, goal trip, one, three without a fight, and five, Vauban, but you, you like Vauban yep. on top, of course. Yeah, you know, I, 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 I can't make up the mind who I really want to put on top. I, you know, you could speak to me in an hour's time, and I might put Gold Trip on top. Okay. Or, or I might put I might put Anthony Friedman. No, one of those. On one of those. Uh, it's one of those I think will win the race. Uh, so, uh, but there we are. I've been looking at this race for about sixty years, so it's easy to be wrong. <laughs> You're right most of the time, I must say, Lloyd. So, where will you be watching the Melbourne Cup? In my own grandstand at home. Yep. So yeah. uh, that's my spot. Excellent. Yeah, I'll be doing the same. <laughs> but everyone's out and about. And I, I meant to tell you where I live, east of Brisbane, and there's a suburb. And it's funny, I told this story last week, and I, I heard it, ladies, again yesterday when I went up to the local shops. Uh, everyone in the shops going, Oh, did you know there's a horse called Cleveland in the Melbourne Cup? Because that's a suburb adjacent to where I live, Cleveland. It's where the train terminates. Oh. And so all these people in my area are back in Cleveland because of the name. Well, um, let's hope it can, uh, you know, do them proud. But uh, he's, he's going to be around the money, but that money. Is average for this race, isn't it? You know, that's about what you could say for it. A lot of those horses in that race finished within a length of each other, probably six or seven of them. Could, could say a lot, number of horses in the Mooney Valley Cup were a bit unlucky. Yeah, Athabaskan uh, and uh, yeah, a few others. Yeah, so, and he was he was average on Saturday. I thought uh, John O'Shea's horse, he had every chance to win, didn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, so, and, you know, Flemington finds them out, doesn't it? When, when you see a race like that at Flemington, uh, they have every chance, don't they? Yeah. So, well, you know, I, I, I probably query the Mooney Valley Cup form. I don't query the Caulfield form, though. I don't. I think the Caulfield Cup was as good a race as I've seen for a while. Yeah, and they ran along in it too, didn't race. they, Lloyd? Yeah. Yeah, strongly run race, good track. Uh, you know, the proper horses finished one, two, three, I think, um, in that race. So, um, uh I'll be surprised if that form doesn't show up. And the only one outside of that form is Wolvan. So uh, there we are. So well, it wouldn't be a cup without your colours going around. And as I said, it's always a pleasure. Yeah. It's like a tradition. We oh. catch up with you and get your thoughts. The listeners really appreciate it, and I appreciate it. All right. Nice to talk to you, and uh, have a good day. Thanks, Lloyd. Lloyd Williams okay. joining us. Uh, Racing HQ on Cup Eve.